Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show, and in this episode we're talking about a new film from this year. It is called Unsane, uh, directed mm-hmm. by Steven Soderbergh. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, so we'll start spoiler-free as we always do. We'll warn you somewhere in the middle before we get into spoilers, and that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, just, I thought Tim, was, I thought you were rearing to say something there, Tim. I thought you were really ready to jump in. Like, oh, I've got opinions. Oh. Uh, let me tell you, I've got opinions. You're going to hear my opinions. It's going to happen. Sure. Say that soon. At the appropriate time. At the appropriate time. Yes. Wait for the mm-hmm. question. I, no, I, I, I like your uh, your restraint. I like, I like your adherence to my rules. Mm, I like to think that I choose to follow my the rules i set in my head rather than you know i guess your quote-unquote rules but sure it's starting to sound like you fit into this movie timmy like you 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 belong (laughs) in a movie called unsane not insane unsane just to make that clear Uh, i I mean i can see this kind of thing happen to me Let's <laughs> just call 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 on the wife. Uh, I might have accidentally got myself admitted to you know medical hospital. You know, that's, that's, yeah. I think the difference uh, for hospital, me though is I probably yeah. Um, I think the difference is I wouldn't really be trying to get out. I would be like, all right, cool, like a week off of work and responsibilities, <laughs> and so, yeah, sure, let's do it. You just play. Ah, now I can feel superior to all the other people in here. I'm the least crazy, therefore I am the smart man in here. In there, you're truly the professor. In fact, that reminds me. Maybe I should have you admitted for thinking you're a professor. Now I'm thinking about it. This is not a bad idea. I, I, I never said I was a literal professor. It's just compared to you, that's when my uh, prefatorialness comes out. How is that any less a delusion? <laughs> Delusions of utmost grandeur, which just do not do not jive with real life in any way. So what is insane? I need to explain this. So this is a film starring Claire Foy, who is big in The Crown. That's which made her kind of famous. I never watched it, but you know, here it's big on the Netflix. I she plays the queen. Didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, she plays the queen. She's a big deal, apparently. Um, right. Not my sort of thing, though. But she's in this, and she plays a, a, a woman who is who's moved to a new city because she was being stalked in the previous city and mm-hmm. she's feeling a little bit mentally unwell so we say a little bit a little bit depressed a little bit paranoid mm-hmm. she goes to a therapy session um to to talk about these concerns and the therapist makes her sign a document which she doesn't even realize is giving them the the right to uh commit her for seven days to to see how she is and to make sure she's not you know a danger to anyone including herself and yeah, that's the movie. And obviously she thinks as a stalker, the stalker from the previous city, she thinks he eventually is there at the hospital, uh, working there, trying to get to her. And this may or may not make her look even more crazy uh, in the context. So, that's the mm-hmm. premise of the film. Um, I We kind of watched this, I saw the trailer for this, we did the, this trailer on the movie news. I mean, now we've got a separate trailer show, but back when we did it on the movie news, me and Connor looked at the trailer for this. And I don't particularly like Soderbergh as a, as a director. Um I don't like uh, the Ocean's Eleven that I saw. I wasn't a big fan of the one... I can't even remember the name of it. It was the one with Runa Mari and uh, Channing Tatum. I can't remember mm. what it was called, but I didn't like it. Uh, so, I don't typically gravitate really? towards his films, but the the trailer for this was kind of interesting, because I, I think it's all shot... Uh, I think it's an iPhone, if I remember right. Uh, I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's got a look to it. It definitely has a look to it. It looks very documentary-esque in places, very, but not like subtle doc- It's It's very kind of in your face, fly in the wall. We're not supposed to have cameras in here, so this is what the footage looks like, kind of. It, 
documentary. Yeah, to me, it, it kind of felt like almost uh, voyeuristic. Like, yes, you know, because like every, like you were saying, like everything feels like um. Yeah, it's not like big flashy shots. In fact, I think most of the shots barely even move. I think you know they're mostly like static, and, and it kind of feels like you're almost, yeah an observer. Yeah, almost like security cameras in the way it's just kind yeah. of still. Yeah, uh, you you have that, and you have the fact that because of the lens on the camera, it's very it, it present when everyone's close to the camera, it prevents them as very big in the frame as if they're almost getting bigger as they come towards the camera. It's just that type of lens, um, and. So it gives it this very unique look, right? It's a sort of look which could feel really unprofessional and cheap if it wasn't experienced filmmakers that were using it and making it work in the sure. context of what they're doing. So it does give it a unique feel. Um, so that, that's first and foremost. But So that, that's, the, that's the movie. That, that's, that's the big sort of selling point of it. Is, oh, it's shot like this, so it has this weird look. It's, it's a different aspect ratio. In fact, I mean, by the time this goes up, I think the for patrons, the 121 Extra episode, the first episode about aspect ratios was already up, so go check that out if you're a patron, or sign up to patreon.com slash TV if you want to hear me explain the differences in aspect ratios, why we have them, what they're used for, so on and so forth. And at yeah. what level do I have to sign up to not watch that? <laughs> um, the the $20,000 tier. Ooh. <laughs> A bit pricey, but it might be worth it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just give me twenty grand, Tim. You'll have to watch it. So, <laughs> but it's, it's in there. So, to my eyes, I mean, it may be slightly out, but it's it looks like one point six sixty one, uh, which is the sort of traditional European ratio from back when like they first started having more ratios in cinema. Hmm. So yeah, that, and what that translates to is on your widescreen TV, there's a uh, thin black bars in the sides, uh, pillar boxes, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, so that's uh, that's that. So, power boxes. What? <laughs> pillar, that's what they're called. You've heard of letter boxing, right? That's the black bars at yeah, the top yeah, and yeah. bottom. If they're the left and the right, they're called pillar boxes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, there you go. You've learned something. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was for free. That you get more of that in the the one point one extra. So, Tim, mm. did you yeah. enjoy Unsane? Uh, I did actually. I um, yeah. Like I, I, I wouldn't really say I have much in, of an opinion on a uh, soda burger. Um, he like I, I guess I probably so, Soderberger. <laughs> That's my nickname for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, I mean, it does make me hungry for a soda and a burger. Um, but yeah, like I, I wouldn't say I dislike him, but yeah, I wouldn't say like I'm overly mm. you know thrilled about him. Um, but I did remember seeing the trailer for this and uh, thought, yeah, it did look interesting. And uh, yeah, after watching it, uh, I, I thought it was certainly interesting well done it felt timely uh i don't know if um you know a couple of months ago when it came out like you know there's still like a lot of stuff uh you know like this uh, going on but even now more so you know it definitely felt like okay this is a yeah something of the times like just you know dealing with like shitty dudes and people not you know believing women uh, you know when they're uh you know being like abused or stalked or whatever um, yeah harassed whatever yeah yeah uh, so there's like a so there's definitely like a you know like a good like social aspect to it uh, that I thought was cool and uh, yeah and overall is just yeah entertaining um, and yeah yeah overall I'd say I liked it. Yeah, I um again I had no idea how I was going to feel about this. I was hoping for the best, obviously. Um, I would say I like it. Um, maybe not. I think there's a few elements to maybe drag it down a little bit for me, but I'd say sure. I like it overall. I, I think the uniqueness of how it feels and how uncomfortably close we feel to the to the to the character uh, Sawyer, played yeah. by Claire Foy. Like I feel like 
how close we are feels really unnatural. I, I think there's a couple of weird character things for me as the movie goes on that strike me as a little bit strange. And I, I think my biggest complaint almost, and I don't think this is a spoiler to say this, because it's just, the trailer really presented it to me as we won't know if this is real or not. Like, you know, is the stalker really here or is this just in her head? Mm-hmm. And the movie feels like it plays with that for a little while until there's just one moment where it stops playing and it's just, no, it's one or the other. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would yeah. agree with that. Uh, yeah, it, I thought it that was def- strange. Just because, just because I, th- I thought I was going to be like, okay, maybe we'll find out at the end, but it'll be like a game of back and forth. And like, oh, is it true? Is it not? Like, is she actually crazy? Or is there, like, you know... Yeah, which uh, I kind of like that aspect of it, but the I do feel like maybe the last third or so, mm. uh, it almost kind of changes like what type of movie it is, or at least the type of movie yeah, that I thought true. it was going to be, um, which um, I, I still found it entertaining though. So, you know, I wouldn't uh, complain about it like too much, but yeah, there is definitely a little bit of a departure there, which feels odd. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's well directed, it's well acted. I think Foy's very good. Um, the, the other characters are there are pretty good too, but she she obviously is the star of the show. She's the one, she's the one carrying it, you know, on her own back. And yeah, and yeah. it's they do a really good job of like, and I, I feel like making it relatable. Like this does feel like something that you know could happen in real life. I'm sure it actually probably does happen like more often than yeah you know, maybe. What, what, think, which part? Uh, the, the accidentally uh, being submit, uh, committed. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that, you know, because, uh, you know, ultimately, like, uh, you know, there's a reason why they kind of do it, which feels like, uh, oh yeah, that is a shitty thing that, like, you know, a company or facility or something would do, um, and that's kind of like, um, th- this is another one of those movies where, uh, like, there was real like fear and tension in it, but not in like a traditional like horror sense where it's like oh i'm scared of the boogeyman coming you know, to get me like it's funny you say this because because we actually debated this when we said oh do you want to do it on scene and we said is that a oh, horror yeah. movie and we're like mm-hmm. is it it feels like a horror movie from the trailer but it's still like mm-hmm. it feels like it could go either way and we looked it up and like most places were calling it a horror film and like, okay we'll do it we'll do it and i think watching it it's definitely one of those movies where i think people who you know, obviously you get the, the weird, really weird extremists who are like, oh, uh, Hereditary and The Witch aren't horror movies because there's no jump scares. Right, those people are morons. But I do think this is a movie where people might say it's not a horror film. They might watch this and go, I don't think this is a horror film for these reasons. I do think it's a horror film. I think it's a very uh, down-to-earth horror film about a really, sure. yeah. you know, a, a really kind of almost... Uh, uh, I don't quite say everyday thing because the, the whole accidentally being committed is not everyday, but certainly yeah. the the harassment and the, the stalker is is unfortunately everyday, and I, I yeah. think those parts of it work. Also, there's a out of in- nowhere Matt Damon uh, cameo. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, which I actually thought was one of the scariest parts when he's you know because I mean not Matt Damon, not that he's scary. But, oh sure, okay. Um, oh, I get what you mean when because he's there to give her advice on how to handle being stalked. Yeah. Yeah, and when they're going over all the stuff you have to do, it makes you realize. And and again, this you know felt very real world. It felt accurate, but it basically makes you feel like oh, like if you're suffering from this level of stalking, it's kind of like saying like there's not much you can really do uh, other than totally upend like your whole life. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I, I was taking notes actually because I, I watched Doc You Tim and I thought oh, I'll take some notes on how he <laughs> how to <he> do that because <laughs> he was doing a lot of things he was saying oh yeah if, if you're at a party and like people are taking photographs make sure you're not in them and make sure your friends yep. don't tag you in those photographs and I was like geez yeah that's, that's quite extreme because <laughs> uh, it's one thing for you to delete your own Facebook your own Instagram but it's like oh, yeah don't yeah. let other people take photos of you at parties and stuff like that because I mean mm-hmm. that's a very common thing people do is although oh, here's everyone at the party this weekend and you're like oh you're in yeah. there and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, don't do the same routine all the time. You know, leave it for work at a different time of day. I know this back entrance <laughs> to the house is more convenient. Don't use it. Always have your keys yeah. out. Don't be rummaging your bag in the dark. Like, all these things that it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> like, it's like, he's there for advice, but all he really does is put, like, the fear up by, like, a hundred. He just points all the ways she might be attacked and how she might yeah. be, like, <laughs> harassed. Uh, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I feel like the whole movie just has this kind of yeah real world sense to it. Like uh, when we're talking about you know is it a horror and stuff. Uh, yeah, I definitely would say yes. it is, but yeah, it is like a much more like real world uh, sense I, I to it. Where is this is, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this to make the point I want to make, but it's a horror movie about because I mean obviously people in real life do murder each other, right? And you do have killers in real life, and you know there might be a murder at some point in this movie, but. It's a horror movie about harassment, not so much about an actual killer who's coming to kill the person, right? That's what it's about, and it focuses on the horror of that. And I think if I'm going to like try and analyse it a little bit and say, okay, so why have we got the the accidentally committed to the the uh, the mental hospital, the psychi- you know psychiatric ward? I would say that it kind of represents the doubt placed on victims by society, and I, I think yeah. that that's what it is. It's like no, they're saying no, 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 you're just crazy. And that's kind of the point. And that's why, like, when I complained about the weird shift where I felt like it just kind of picked a side, mm-hmm. when you analyse it from the point that we're making now where, oh, it's about, like, harassment and it's, you know, it's timely, it's about what the, what the world's talking about just now with Me Too and Time's Up. Mm-hmm. To make that point, it has to pick a side. Mm-hmm. It's just that going into the movie, I thought it was going to be, a, oh, is it is it real or isn't it, for the whole thing. And mm-hmm. then there was a shift where it was like, no, 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 it's definitely the one. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I can definitely see. But that. the thing is, though, is all these good points we're making about what it represents and what it's doing and what it's saying only happens if they pick a side. Now that's not to say that the other True. film where it didn't pick a side wouldn't have been good or even better. It just means that that's not what it was doing. And I think maybe more than anything, it's maybe just a trailer kind of setting me oh, up sure. for a yeah. you know, is this real or isn't it? When really, it's it's not so much that. Uh, even though that does add to kind of the. Uh, you know, the, the doubt, because you're feeling the doubt, because you're, you're not sure if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and it feels like that was certainly something that, you know, they're kind of trying to do on purpose, like, um, you know, with, like, whenever, you know, these kind of, like, stories come out, you know, there's always, like, a bunch of shitty people that are, you know, the first thing they do is, like, oh, well, let's hear all sides of the story, or, like, oh, she's just lying to, you know, try to do this or that. Like, uh, yeah, there's, like, you know, always a, a group of people that yeah. you know don't believe the victim and I wonder, it definitely seems like yeah. I wonder if that's a fair critique though is that maybe the movie should have convinced us like because we, we don't know if she's if she, if it's true or not because the movie only presents us with the the sort of the, the outsider knowledge at first right I right. wonder would it be more effective if we knew for sure because she mm-hmm. knows for sure unless I suppose and I suppose the point of the movie is that no she starts to doubt herself because mm-hmm. uh, but does she ever really doubt herself though Hmm. Uh, the, maybe a, a little bit, but yeah, I feel like not really fully. Like maybe like one yeah. or two instances, but it feels like very like short in the moment kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, because it's, it's the other thing as well. They could have went down the path of she was stalked in the past, but her mm. thinking is here now is a complete fabrication. That's just in her head, yeah. and that and that could be an argument of like, no, this is the effect of what being stalked did to her. Is that it's it's made her kind of break a little bit. Like they could maybe could have done that as well. But uh, yeah. like I say, I, I think the 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 institute and like like the, the fact that they force her in there, the fact that they don't believe her and they think she's crazy. I, I think that is all a commentary on. And not believe in victims and and that kind of thing, uh, definitely. Yeah. And that that's all. That's like uh, that's always something that uh, like really stresses me out. Like whenever you have someone that you know you just really want like to root for them and just have like you know someone <laughs> believe them, and then it's just everything is working against them. It's uh, so frustrating. But I mean, it, they pull it off so well in the movie. Like it you know creates like some definite like you know like real tension and stuff mm. like you know the, as i was watching it i was never you know i was never really like bored or like i never felt safe for the character like i was you know always kind of waiting to see like oh what's gonna happen and you're, you're it, like, never at ease there's never a moment of comfort yeah. um because because i because the movie starts one of the opening scenes before before it all goes down she's at her job and her boss calls her in to talk <laughs> to her and he's saying, "Oh, you you could be good for uh, for this promotion or whatever, or whatever. Uh, here, here's what would help you. There's a, there's a there's a conference on in you know October or whatever. We should go. We, we stay at this fancy <laughs> hotel. And he never outrates propositions there, but it's very clear what he's implying. And yeah. she kind of awkwardly says, "Oh, I don't know if I'm experienced enough for that." And he kind of awkwardly smells at her, and it, she leaves a bit. The 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 scene is again. It's taking kind of the, maybe a, a more mm. basic form of harassment that that goes mm. on before we get to the the more over the top crazy stuff yeah. that kind of the movie's going to dive into. It's, it's almost I, like a uh, I don't want to say a table of contents, but like a here's what this story's about. You know, here's mm. here, here's what this that's the subject is that we're tackling, and then. It goes yeah. from there. Yeah, I thought that was really well done because it's uh yeah, just one of those things where you know, I feel like other movies might have, you know, gone like way over the top with it, you know, and have a guy be like, you know, if you want this promotion, you're gonna have to like you know, you know, uh, sleep <laughs> yeah. with me or something. Like you know, like it, it's I not love overt. How it, um, that sentence would never end with sleep with me, but I like that you stopped yourself because you didn't want <laughs> okay. to say anything too wrong shit and you thought I'll just say sleep with me, even though that's never what they would say. Uh, it's a, everything in the world right now is just so like I don't kind of like icky. They're like I don't even like pretending like to say dumb shit like that. But like, uh, yeah, I like that. It felt like very subtle and uh, you know, I'm gonna say it for the millionth time. But like, it felt like more real. Like you know, and and unfortunately, like you know, I've you know talked to women who have you know had like similar stories where it's like you know this kind of shit happens like all the time. And you know, uh, just seeing like you know how she has to like deal with it and like uh it's like really sad because there's just a like you can tell like she feels like really like proud uh about how she's doing at her job and then as soon as she kind of sees that like you know uh maybe like part of her advancement uh was either because of or you know hinging on you know this creep or whatever you, you just see this kind of like the life go out of her eyes a little bit and i was like oh this like this sucks so much and and again, it just strikes a chord with like, fuck, this happens like way too much. It, it's soul destroyed, and I, I think that's what works about the movie is that when she gets put in there and she immediately wants to leave and she doesn't understand why she's been kept back and they won't let her go and she tries to call the police. This is, I mean, this is in the trailer. She calls the police and the police yeah. are just like, you know, do you know how many mental patients like get a hold of a phone and try and tell us they've been <laughs> held against their will? You know, like, yeah. it doesn't work. Like no one's helping her. And again, to go back to the metaphor, the police aren't willing to help her because no, this is just normal. Yeah. Right, like you know, again, that's the metaphor there, right? It's, it's almost not even a metaphor; it's almost just directly what happens. Um, Jeez, 
but like that that's like that's what the movie's doing and that's what's really smart about it um and yeah and i think having that be the central premise of a movie is is a really inventive idea because it makes mm-hmm. it very timely and i think some of the better horror movies are stuff that's about something because I, I, I don't ne- i don't necessarily think like something like halloween it's not really about like a mask guy going about killing baby. i mean it is that's what the movie is but you yeah. know it, it represents other things it represents you know fear of the youth growing up and them being too rebellious and you know the things like that and you know, mm-hmm. you know uh, like, there's definitely elements of that there, and, although that's not as overt there. I mean, that's that's going a bit deep into that one. Here, see, that was a movie where the person did belong in the mental institution. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Um, whereas that's the, the one thing this movie was missing was it didn't have a, a Doctor Loomis. <laughs> what thinking? She's crazy. I look into no, that woman's I mean, eyes, no, and, and all I see is the devil. <laughs> yeah, that would like this movie is pretty good, but that would have put it next level. <laughs> Uh, I, th- I think my critiques because we're saying it feels very real I think there's one or two things when it gets to that last third where it stops feeling as real but there's a couple of things that start to feel more like a movie it, yeah it kind of feels like at, at some point they're like okay we gotta do the movie thing now yeah it, it, it does kind of feel like that a little bit even though a lot of that is very good it does kind of wrap up a little bit over the top given that because I feel like throughout the film it's very stark it's very in your face with what it's doing but like you say it feels like the absurdity of, of of real life, whereas there's a point where it turns into no, this is just a, this is a movie now, and mm. the villain was able to do this because it's a movie. Like he wouldn't really get away with that in real oh, life, yeah. definitely, you know, <laughs> and so on. Uh, so, so, so you know, it is what it is. So yeah, I, I guess we'll uh, give the spoiler warning, and we can start talking about the film in a bit more depth. Um, so she gets she goes and and she gets. Put in and you know, I think there's a couple of great scenes here where she like realizes she's been kept behind, and she she goes to the like the uh, the head doctor, and he's like keeping keeping mm-hmm. her in. Uh, and what's like really like upsetting about the you know these kind of the first start of these scenes or whatever mm-hmm. is like just you know basically everyone's refusal to really explain anything to her. Like you know they're just constantly being like, hey, let me look through your purse. Uh, okay, you got to get out of your clothes now. And she's just like, wait, what is going on? Like I have what, to go back to work. What is this? Which is why I think it's valid to think that there's you know it's open to the interpretation of is this even like? Oh yeah. Not, not so much that, that this is real, but the way they're reacting or the way they're treating her is so careful and serious mm-hmm. that it's like maybe she is actually just crazy and like we're because because we're seeing it from her perspective, mm-hmm. it feels like this and it's not. It never actually goes down yeah. that path, but I think that's what you kind of feel in the scenes is that maybe this is so ridiculous that this is just kind of her perception of it. Um, Definitely. But as, as it goes, and you know, she befriends um, what was the guy's name again? I forget. Nate. Nate, yes, she uh, befriends Jay Nate. Farrow, who, uh, who was surprised. I thought he did a really good job. I, uh, I, I've seen him on SNL uh, a bit. Mm. And seems like a pretty funny guy, but uh, I was like, oh, like he's doing a really good job here, just being kind of like you know, more serious, like laid back uh, kind of guy. Yeah, she, she befriends him. He's kind of a friendly other face in there. Doesn't seem crazy at all, which actually turns out to be uh, important later because he. Uh, it turns out he was an undercover reporter trying to expose oh, yeah. uh, people being locked up against their will. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> um, which I, I think and we find that of course after he's dead uh, but mm-hmm. he I, I, I guess there's a little added commentary here about the the health system and the insurance companies and the, the corruption and the greed oh, yeah. going on there because it's basically yeah. oh yeah your, your health insurance covers you here for seven days and they want to make that money so they'll keep you here till your insurance has run out and then you'll be good to go mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically yeah 
yeah, because that, that ends up being kind of like the whole reason why, you know, they do this to her in the first place. Because anyone who, you know, would sit down and talk to her can clearly see that, um, you know, maybe she has some like slight like, you know, depression and anxiety and stuff. But she's not, uh, she's definitely not crazy. doesn't really need to be there. And yeah, it's just a, you know, basically amounts to just being like a uh, an insurance scam where they just want to milk you for as much money as they can. And again, they confirm this by the end of the movie because the, the you know the woman gets arrested to the administrator, and I was again I was like I never expected them to confirm any of this stuff. Like I, I went into this mm-hmm. thinking so hard it was a psychological film, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of is in places, but it's a lot more like like blunt and obvious as <laughs> by the time you yeah. get into the last act, and I really wasn't expecting that. Uh, but yeah, so, so there's a series of events, and of course she ends up like meeting you know one one of the the orderlies as as the stalker, and we don't again we don't know if it's, it's true at first. We just she reacts to him, and he's just you know he's an orderly, he's acting normal. Yeah. And we get a couple of glimpses earlier on in the movie where she like mistakenly sees other people as the stalker. Mm. So part of you kind of wonders like, you know, okay, uh, it, it seems like this guy is more like you know uh, more like this like a solid version of the stalker as opposed to like just a flash on someone else but still we have that little bit of doubt uh yeah she she could be projecting she could have just picked this guy who just Mm -hmm. works there and it's not until a little bit later like she goes back to him because he's he's the one giving out the meds when they're in queue and Mm -hmm. he he flashes like a letter at her and it's her mother's address you know Mm -hmm. he's been to her mother's house and again, you can sort of say, okay, maybe that was just in her head. Maybe he didn't really do that. But from that point, that's when the movie starts going down. That no, it's definitely real. He's definitely there, yeah. and he's he's somehow. And this is, this is the part that I don't thoroughly believe is that he actually managed to get a job here with a different name. Yeah, that's uh, and and they like even say like um, is a background oh, for... check on this name. Which, yeah, so but don't get me wrong. He did mm-hmm. kill the real person. He replaced the real person. Sure. That that's that's revealed <laughs> by the end of the movie. Um. Mm-hmm. But some, but somehow he, he he get away with this. I don't know. I just I, I didn't. That was the that was when it started feeling a little bit far fetched to me. I yeah. guess it, it's definitely like a little bit of stretch uh, because you know there's a lot of things he has to do. I mean, first of all, just to you know even like find out that she is in this you know place. Uh, I feel like you know it takes a lot of work, and then oh the place just happens to be like hiring, you know like yeah, at the I, moment stuff like because I think that's what it is. I think if she'd been here for months and he, like, he found out and he like, went through all of his planning got 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 the job, I'd kind of buy it. But the fact mm-hmm. that she's only been there for like three days when he appears and yeah. it's like wait, so you walked in and got a job in the last three days? It just it just feels a little bit of a stretch. The, actually, just in general, the time frame of the movie really surprised me because. Uh, uh, you know, at one point when they say how long she's been there, like to me, it, you know, it felt like she'd been there for like, you know, like weeks or something. Like it, it seems like, you know, it's been like a while. And then, mm. uh, you know, they're like, oh, like you've been here like, you know, two, three days or whatever. You just have to finish out the week. It's kind of like, oh, really? Is it? I mean, you know, obviously it's still like hell and everything, but it's like, oh, wow, that's. I, I guess that's the, the, the point is, is that it feels like it's longer. It feels yeah. like it's just long time to her. Um, and she has like there's a lot of frustrating moments where she'll get mad at someone and like, hit them, uh, and I'm like you're not helping your case here. <laughs> you're looking more and more psychotic every time you do I, that. Yeah, I mean that definitely sucks, but I mean almost every time it, it's someone else that's instigating it. Like there's this oh, other sure. uh, yeah. you know female character. Was it? Uh, I forget her name. Uh, oh God, I can't remember. Was it like Vicky or something? Violet. Or? Violet. Uh, yeah, she's kind of like uh, this yeah woman that's very antagonistic. Play, played to by her. Uh, Juno Temple actually. 
Oh wow, I didn't even realise that was her. Yeah. Huh. Well, she, she has like the, the braided hair, so she looks a little yeah. bit different than normal. <laughs> um, but yeah, like she did a great job. Uh, and, like she's like yeah, one of the few people that like actually seems like she legitimately belongs there. Yeah, yeah, she's always um, picking fights. She's always like sounding really erratic and 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 whatever. Um, but yeah, so when we get to the point when he's in in the place, I mean, actually, like you know, she eventually like sneaks a, a cell phone because one of them has you know Nate's got a cell phone that he's not supposed to have, yeah. and he lets her call her mum and her mum comes all the way and we see that the police can't really help her we see that the administrator's like oh you can bring lawyers but that'll take a long time look at our lawyers too you know yeah. you know, this is the best thing for your daughter and she's like having to cut through a lot of red tape and she's trying her best uh, but we see that the, you know, the David the, the, the stalker and I guess we'll call him the killer <laughs> as well now because he shows up at her place at her motel um, and like you know, gets in there, and it just kind of leaves it ambiguous as to what he's done. But you know, it's you know, you're, you're making leaps at that well, point. I mean, the I it's been a while since I've seen the trailer, but I, I think if I remember correctly, the trailer kind of gives it away. Like, mm. I think they, you know, show him showing up at like uh, the mom's place, and then like cuts to like someone finding a body or something. Like, oh, thanks, trailer. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, because that's quite late on in the movie, so it's kind of bullshit to put that in the trailer. Because yeah. uh, so because he also he kills Nate he eventually because he actually sees that uh, Sawyer and Nate are getting slightly close so they're kind of flirting a little bit uh, and being mm-hmm. friendly and he gets really jealous. There's a great shot of him at one point looking through the blinds. Uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's very very good. Uh, I believe that was just in the trailer for for good good reason. But he um, ends up killing Nate and it all goes and she she eventually acts out again and she's sent to the basement. Uh, she's sent to the the solitary confinement and. We don't find out this till later, after he's been in a couple of times, but he's actually, like, messed with the paperwork, so that, she, like, as far as the hospital's concerned, she's already left. He's got her captive mm-hmm. in this confinement in the basement, all to himself. No one knows. He's turned off the cameras, he's doing this on his <laughs> own. Um, uh, I mean, maybe a little bit for her, this was a little bit of movie style here. The idea is keeping her trapped and inside the hospital yeah. itself. Yeah, I mean, at this point, this is where it feels like they remembered that they're a movie, and yeah. they're like, okay, yeah, now let's, like, you know, now we have to have the villain, and, like, you know, the big final third act and everything. Now, don't get me wrong, though, the actual scenes that take place in that confinement, where it's just them, because oh, every time she's been seen up until this point, she always, like, wants to get away from him, she's always screaming, it's him, it's him. In this room, because he's got her trapped, she does, like, you know, scutter away a little bit, but she gets angry enough that she actually starts, like, you know, firing back, and she gets in his face, and, like, you know, calls him a creep, calls him a, a loner, a weirdo. She provokes him. She does, you know, various things. This the, is a very well done scene. Yeah, the like this one like scene. It's just it was so great where she's just unleashing like all of her anger on this dude who's just been making her life miserable, and it feels like, you know, like obviously you know it feels like very personal to her, but it also feels like oh, this is what like every you know like creepy like incel like you know like piece of shit dude like needs to hear in order to be like oh yeah i should stop doing this yeah there was so much in there there's a running theme as well about her father her father died when she was a teenager and she's maybe had some weird relationship issues with her mother since then and she met the stalker because she was volunteering to help sick people and his father was sick and that's how they, they met and how he became obsessed. So there's this running thing about her having kind of... I don't, I don't want to just call it daddy issues. That feels a bit broad for, for what sure, this yeah. is. But it's, it's kind of a running thing that keeps coming back. Because at one point, um, David re- refers to his parents and calls them by their first names. And he says Mark, I think, is, is her dad's name. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't you use that name. And she gets really angry. Really mm-hmm. angry. Uh, and that, that sounds quite badly. Because he's like, oh, you know, I've got a cabin in the woods. And it's off the grid. And we could go and we could live <laughs> together. And you know, all these mm-hmm. fantasies and whatnot. 
and she she quite really like just like tears us apart and um it gets to the point where she she provokes him enough that he grabs her by the neck um <laughs> and it's not until after this where she kind of starts to play it smart and tries to like play him along until she can sort of try and get out of the situation and she does actually technically get someone else killed yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't try and specifically do that, but she, mm-hmm. she, she very like very much is the cause of it, uh, because he comes back in afterwards and he's got some food. He's got like, oh, he, this is what you always have for breakfast. I know that. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know what? My appetite is gone. You telling me that you've seen me eat this every day? Like, I just, you know. But she starts eating it because she's, she's been here for days. So she starts eating, and she actually thanks mm-hmm. him, and it's, it becomes almost this weird thing. Like, I didn't necessarily think it was Stockholm syndrome. But it was kind of like virgin on kind of that a little bit, where she's starting to be a little bit nicer to him, and yeah. and let, instead of being angry, just kind of being like, not not even like positive about what he's doing, just kind of being okay. Maybe you should try doing these other things. Like there's probably other things. Yeah. One of the other things she said when she was getting angry before was, uh, you know, uh, women like uh, you know child killers that are in prison. Maybe you can get one of those because yeah. that's about <laughs> all you could get. You know, she she really yeah. goes for it, uh, but. And she's like, you know, you know, I'll I'll be your first if if we if we are together. Like, you know, I, I don't I want I, you know you have no comparison. How do you know if it's, I'm really the one if not? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to see you have sex with someone in front of me. And mm-hmm. he's like really like awkward during the scene, but she's like, you know, Violet, get Violet. And I'm like, well, where's yeah. this going? Like, I really didn't know where <laughs> this was going. Um, and because because you know cause he brings her in the room and Violet's kind of like try to like get away. And then he goes for. Like, she's like, "Don't do it then." And you know, he goes for her, and then she kind of distracts him because she's like, "No, no, no, don't do it like this." And she actually comes in and starts kissing Violet herself. And mm-hmm. it's this, you know, and Violet's kind of like, "Just like, what's happening?" Like, you know, like she was scared before. Now she's just kind of like, yeah. what, "What's happening?" <laughs> and this was all a ploy because she knows Violet has a like a makeshift blade, and mm-hmm. her and her you know and her sort of snuck in her in her clothes. And yeah. she grabs it's like it. Like a and, shiv, I guess you would say. Yeah, it's kind of it's like, it's like a broken part of mirror or something like that. It's that yeah. she's made. Um, <laughs> but she stabs David in the, the throat, and she makes her run for it. Gets out the door, but David's not like dead or anything. Like, he gets back up, and <laughs> while looking right at uh, Sawyer, he snaps Violet's neck, and that's what I mean by she got someone killed. She she got her, she got him to bring her down, and then in her <laughs> escape, she was the one who died, and now you know. Sawyer mm-hmm. runs for it, and you know there's some yeah. great shots here of her running through all the hallways and trying to get out of this this basement area that's in the hospital. And, and it looks cool because it's, it's all like everything is very dark and it's kind of like just illuminated by these like exit signs and yeah, it had like yeah. a creepy look to it. It's got a very natural um, latent effect to it, yeah. Yeah, and that uh, part of me like, you know, of course, like the first thing I thought is like, is she not able to lock that door from the outside? Uh, like you know when as soon as she got out i mean maybe adrenaline you're yeah. not really thinking about that and stuff but it seems like that would have been the best thing to do but because she gets outside and you really feel like the fresh air almost as she gets outside for the first time yeah. it's like she's free uh but she gets grabbed quite quickly after that like he's kind of he does he almost does the uh the michael myers teleport where he's, he's kind of like <laughs> already ahead of her at one point and grabs her yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's like obviously, like I know it's a movie, and like you know, you kind of, you know, you you, you got to do this stuff or whatever. But it definitely seems like, oh, come on, like he would have been like much like weaker from like that 
like if, if not dead from having his like throat cut like you gotta imagine that that's gonna hit an artery or something or... yeah i mean, I mean the, the last chunk of the movie is kind of guilty of just like turning it into turn, turn it into an actual movie movie right because he's got her in the trunk of the car he takes her into you know she, she jumps out of the car uh she gets out and she runs into the woods and he runs out after her and we get this little bit of a chase and then like he breaks her ankle with, with a rock or at least it looks like that i don't think it's quite broken yeah. but he, he smacks her ankle with a rock mm-hmm. And she kind of plays dead for a little bit, and then you know, kind of strikes and outright slits his throat mm-hmm. when she gets a chance. Uh, yeah. And that that was all a, a bit big. Mo- I think that's maybe my, my weakest point of the film is that after this, it doesn't really feel like there's any consequence to the fact that she had to fight for her life and kill a guy. It just like jumps time, and she's just like back at you know, she's at brunch with her coworker uh, after yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's kind of like a a bummer ending because like at that point you you kind of want to feel happy that like all right like this you know toxic you know part of her life that was yeah you know just responsible for like this hell she's been through is finally gone she can finally breathe and be free uh, and everything well, but then it's just like oh no she's never going to be free of this guy because she's just like seeing him everywhere yeah like and i think there's a dramatic point to that i, I don't mean that part that part's fine because she she, mm-hmm. she sees like another guy in this final scene and she thinks it's him and she grabs a knife and it's kind of this awkward <laughs> and then she she runs out of there because the guy turns around he's like you got a knife yeah. <laughs> and she like, like drops hell, it and just <laughs> runs out of the room and it, you know it ends on a freeze frame which i thought was kind of I thought it was kind of fun. It was kind of. It felt like kind of old school to me. It felt like, like a movie from the seventies because yeah, the credits come up over the face. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I, I like the point that it's making is that even if you deal with one harasser, if you deal with one, you know, toxic male, that's mm-hmm. not solved the problem. Like there's still you know potential True. harassment coming yeah. from every direction. Like it's still there. It's not solved, and she still feels like she's at risk. Just just because she's gotten away from the one bad guy doesn't mean there's not potential more bad guys mm-hmm. all around her at all times. I like that point. That is a great dramatic point to make. It works well for the movie and its themes. I just, I felt like, you know, we had the police come in and arrest the administrator. I just, I felt like we could have used the scene of decompression where she talks to the police about what happened to her. She, like, realises everyone who's died around her. Or we, we just get, like, you know, an admission. Like, she actually, like, learns that, oh, like they, they know that we're keeping here against the world. It, was, it almost skips all the vindication. It just skips yeah. past it all. I don't know. Is it, and I, I know that I was just complaining that this is a bit more movie-like when it gets to the whole chase <laughs> stuff, and arguably what I'm asking for here is the movie scene where I can feel a little bit better about everything. I just feel like it's it's just kind of left dangling, and it just skips yeah. past it. It's just weird. And I mean, I wonder if that's also maybe like part of the commentary or something, because a lot of times with these stories, like, mm. you know, you hear about this bad shit that people do, but a lot of times you don't you know really hear about like justice or anything being served like you know there's a lot of people that mm. you know, are accused of this stuff and then there's no like you know like they're still like you know free and roaming the street and everything and like so i, I don't know maybe it's yeah trying to say like oh yeah you're not really gonna see like that happy part because that doesn't really happen a lot in real life and i feel like she would need therapy after this as well like oh definitely yeah yeah <laughs> she probably needs to go to a therapist now yeah uh, and uh, yeah i just i feel i feel like that was a little bit weird and clunky how it skipped over any kind of her like realizing what's happened back at the hospital anyone else finding out that you know everything she's went through it just i don't know it was, it was slightly unfulfilling in that sense but i, I think the final point in the movie makes that the sustain with her that she could never like get right out of this out of her head like it's always going to be yeah. there um that, that is a very good point to make and i think, I think it does that quite well uh, all the other, all the other stuff we mentioned, there's, you know, there's the flashback to when she's explaining the, the history and how he like, how she met him. That's when we get the Matt Damon stuff sure. when she first becomes into a stalker thing, and he's explaining mm-hmm. all those things. Um, 
and you, you've got all that stuff. Uh, there was a scene at the start I think we should probably mention before she goes to the therapist where she goes on like a, a blind oh. date. Yeah. <laughs> she goes on a blind date and she meets the guy and she's like, hey, this is going to go to sex tonight. Like, don't worry about that. But I never want to see you again afterwards. Like, that's all it is, right? Don't even, never call yeah. me, never, you know. Um, and he's like, sure. But when they go back to her place and he goes in to kiss her and, you know, it's, it's very like, you know, you know, hot and heavy on both sides at first. She like just mm. in the middle of the kiss freaks out and like backs mm. away into the corner. And obviously, this is like again, this is the effect of of going through the stalker. Uh, mm. What do I call it? Story. The, you know, the stalker experience. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's already affecting her so much. You know, this, I mean, obviously, this is the motivation for her to go to therapy. She she realizes here. She acknowledges that hey, <laughs> I think I need help <laughs> given how yeah. I just reacted. Uh, and the guy just kind of you know is like, uh, I'll just leave. And he just walks out. Uh, yeah. Which. I guess it's not as bad as he could have reacted, but it still feels a bit cold and dickish. Um, oh yeah, no, sorry. Like he could have been like, at, yeah, at least been like. I, I mean, I'm glad that he wasn't like a you know creep and was like, hey, baby, come on, like we're gonna do this. Like, but yeah, also he could have been like, hey, do you need help or do you want to talk about it or something? But yeah, can I call um, a friend for you before I leave yeah. or you know whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the scene though. Like, I like that. You know. Um, it felt like, you know, even before and stuff when she's on that date, like, I, I like that, you know, it, it made her feel, like, very, like, confident and powerful. Like, she owned her sexuality. Like, you know, she didn't feel like a, you know, like a... Victim. A, yeah, and, and, like, it, you know, it's not like in a horror movie or something where, like, you know, oh, she feels like, you know, the slutty girl or whatever. But, like, you know, I, I like that, uh, you know, she was owning up, uh, you know, like, to what she wanted and yeah, stuff. She, and she, then, she was trying to take control but ultimately, like, I think you have to question why she wants meaningless sex. Not, not that it's that weird that some people want meaningless sure, sex, yeah. but mm-hmm. I think it, it tells us that she's got intimacy problems, that she doesn't want mm-hmm. to like, know someone, because if they know who she is, they can stalk her, essentially. They can get close. That's true, yeah. There's a fear yeah. of that, I think. Um, this keeps then, it completely anonymous and just kind of like, yeah. Because she doesn't even use a real name, uh, either. That's true, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like I like when you know they they do start making out, and then she freaks out. I like that you don't actually see like what it is that causes her to get so upset. Yeah, the shot's so, quite like, far back. It's kind of in silhouette. You don't yeah. you don't get to see it super up close or anything like that. Yeah, and that's kind of like a nice like hint early on that it's like okay, like there's something like you know, been, like so far she seems like a normal person, but there's something beneath her that it's like okay, yeah, she would need help and stuff. And then yeah, it, it does help to play with you know that first little bit of you know uh you thinking like is she really crazy or is she not yeah yeah um so so yeah no i, I think it's a good movie i, I think I, it's very stylish it works very well it feels very real and stark and i think the best thing about it is what it's talking about it's it's, it's, it's themes it's what it's exploring it's the effect of sexual harassment uh, mm-hmm. a very extreme example of sexual harassment as well mm-hmm. um and how the the impact on her uh, both before and after the, the 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 big metaphor of oh no one's going to believe you, uh, which is yeah. what the the clinic itself represents. So, uh, mm-hmm. I think that stuff is great. I just think it falls down a little bit in the third act when it just turns into a, even though a lot of it's well done and well shot and exciting, it it mm-hmm. becomes a bit more basic when it just turns into oh I'm running from him and I have to stab him yeah kind of thing. Uh, real quick, what do you think about the scene where she accidentally gets like the wrong medication and she's like freaking out like? Uh, uh, I was alright. Yeah, it was a bit trippy. And, and just curious because it's like um, it, it just feels so different from like everything else in the movie. Because again, like yeah. you know, you, you have these very like you know static, non-moving shots and everything, and then all of a sudden, like there's this weird trippy scene. 
I think um, I noticed like when they started adding music a little bit more, which I actually mm-hmm. liked. I, I thought that the piano theme that started playing at one point was quite a good oh, little sure. sort of you know pulsing beat to it, and I, I liked that. But mm-hmm. um, but no, uh, but no, it's, I suppose we'll rate the film, uh, Tim. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you want to rate rate uh, rate it out of ten, what would you give Unsane? Sure. Uh, I'd, I'd give it a 7.5. Uh, I, I think it is really good, but yeah, like if there are any minor complaints, it just, um, you know, just the fact that it goes from, you know, being like kind of a, you know, more thoughtful, cerebral kind of movie, and, and then the last little bit just kind of feels like a, you know, not a badly done, but a more generic kind of, you know, yeah. thriller. So no, I, I concur with that. I think, um, and as, as far as uh, like you know, as as it's a horror movie, I'd sum it up as like, yeah, you feel uneasy almost all the time. It's it's a horror oh, yeah. movie for that reason, uh, mm-hmm. quite simply. So no, uh, I think seven point five is actually a very good score for it. I, I think it just it just isn't quite up to great because of its its more generic last act, but it's very close to being there. So seven point five, I think uh, I will mm-hmm. also give it. So there you go. That is uh, that is insane. So. Thank you very much for listening to us babble on about it for the last uh, 40 or so minutes. Uh, tell us what you think of the movie in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. That does help. What helps us even more than that, if you can, is to go over to patreon.com slash TV, where you can get some bonuses. You get to vote in a movie uh, for the show once a month. You get uh, various other things for other shows, uh, and so on and so forth. But you get a warm, fuzzy feeling. A mild, mildly fuzzy feeling, you might say, inside uh, for supporting us and keep, keeping things going. Uh, ensuring that we can keep doing more more and more episodes and I can uh, make Tim as moody and tired as possible with the, <laughs> the, the schedule uh, but no so yeah, by all means uh, do all that and uh, as for promoting any other content that's coming out it's kind of weird because we're starting to shoot these a little bit in advance so I don't want to be too specific I will say that every week me and Tim uh, or almost every week we do an episode of Tales from the Crypt we're right in the oh, middle yeah. of season 6 uh, in fact we're actually towards the end of season 6 now mm-hmm. um, so you can check out episodes of that every week uh, but hey so that is that is it. so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we'll see you next time <laughs>